This episode of News Jump is brought to you by Credit Karma. Before we get into the typical news from this week, I just wanted to take a second and let you all know something really cool that happened for us this week because we were briefly featured in an animated music video for one of my favorite bands of all time, Between the Buried and Me. And that's for a song that's uh, off of their upcoming album. It's more of an Easter egg. It is. It's very quick. But there we are on TV in the King's Castle. And of course, we have to give a huge shout out to the artist and animator, uh, Tony Solano, who made the video because he's the one who snuck us in as an Easter egg because uh, he watches the show and obviously saw how much I wore the BT Bam shirt in episodes. Uh, I actually didn't wear it today because it was dirty because I wore it earlier this week. But I put the Every Time I Die shirt on, so hopefully we can be in an Every Time I Die video instead. Yeah, let's just the whole the whole canon of... Uh, yeah. What do you call that kind of music? What? Metal? Is it just metal, though? Like, isn't it a specific kind of metal? Progressive metal? I don't know. Whatever. We'll put us in all the videos. Yeah. Well, then we can be in a, uh, what, what do you listen to? Bauhaus or something? Be in a Bauhaus video? Yeah. Or, uh, it went, as soon as Bauhaus releases uh, new material. The Cure? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And The Cure did a song with churches. They did. It was pretty good. Robert Smith, uh, he, he collaborates a lot with uh, younger he does. artists. He does. So... Anyways, uh, make sure you go check out their newest music video. Leave a comment on there and uh, go thank Tony uh, for this wonderful gift. It is technically my birthday today, so this was oh, wow. the best birthday gift I've gotten in a long time. Uh, you really set the bar high for any uh, friends or family. But uh, yeah, thanks for surprising us with this. We had no idea this was happening. Elliot messaged and was like, hey, look, we're in a Between the Buried Me video. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, so we'll have links to his Twitter and the official uh, official video down in the description below. Thanks again. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. <clears throat> China. Yes, over in China, companies will now use facial recognition to immediately stop anyone under the age of 18 from the crime of <laughs> playing video games all night long. Yeah. Chinese company Tencent, which owns or has a large stake in properties like PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty Mobile, Fortnite, League of Legends, Clash of Clans, and so on. They've launched a facial recognition technology that will kick you off of your games from the hours of 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., which are the hours that the Chinese government has sectioned off for a cyber curfew. And they're doing that in order to curb children's addiction to these damn video games. Yeah. All signs point to this latest tech being uh, mobile only because you've got the webcam built right into your phone, which allows their software to identify that the user is underage and shut things down. But it looks like the uh, general cyber curfew extends to any gaming done during off hours, and uh, the country has made it so you have to log in using real names and ID numbers so they could attempt to stop anyone underage from gaming using any device. And uh, I'm sure they've worked it out where it's like they can identify the difference between a 12-year-old and a 20-year-old or an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old. Here uh, in China, we've got the best little boy cams. <laughs> well, they're all uh, over the, the place. Yeah, our little boy cam can detect little boys better than anyone else's little boy cameras. And we know the difference we, between I can, 18 and 19. I can type into the algorithm, I'm like, show me 6-year-old boys. And it, bam, there they are. And be yeah. like, you know what, tonight I'm feeling, show me 11-year-old boys. Bam, there they are. It's that good. And, that's, and that's, there's that's, nothing weird about it. That's what the Chinese government does every yeah. single night. Mm -hmm. Just to test. Yeah. Uh, but uh, kids uh, with that whole like ID and uh, real name login thing, they're kids. They're going to find a way around that. Mm -hmm. and apparently, they were circumventing the bans by using other people's IDs or names to keep playing. Like your older brother, like, hey, I'm logging into your, your thing. Yeah. Or yeah. dad, I'm using this. Like, there's ways around it. And while that still may be possible through other means, like playing on a PC, 
mobile gaming is absolutely massive in China. And as of last year, it made up around 70% of the entire gaming market there. So it seems like it's been a pretty high priority to figure out a way to clamp down on excessive gaming on mobile. And Tencent dominates the, go the mobile gaming market. So whether they like this or not, uh, it looks like they were uh, burdened with facing the challenge of getting kids to stop playing their games, at least during certain hours. Uh, and look, gaming addiction, like any addiction... It's called gaming disorder, actually. It is bad when it becomes an actual problem and affects your everyday life. And mobile games specifically are the worst offenders when it comes to pay to win, carrot on a stick, loot box, gotcha, surprise mechanics, or whatever else you want to throw in there or call it. It just seems pretty dystopian to think about a gaming company having access to your front-facing webcam on your phone that they could potentially use whenever they want. Uh, and they use that to make sure if you're a child or not, or if you, you know, if you are a child or they think you are, yeah. they force you to log off of your gaming. I just have Andy Milanakis disease. I'm a full grown man. Here's a, listen, I might be showing my hand a little bit here as, yeah. uh, as the true hacker man that I am. Yeah. This is going to blow your mind, Chinese children. Uh, that camera on your phone, you go into your kitchen or your dad's office or uh, wherever you keep the, the tools and whatnot, you find a piece of painter's tape and you, uh, you you cut it off and then you put it on the, the front facing camera on your phone then you game all night. No, Elliot, that doesn't work because if they can't verify using facial recognition, it will lock you out just the same. What? Yes. God damn. So what you need to do is paint yourself in juggalo makeup so it confuses their recognition software. Yes. That way you can game all night because no self-respecting child would listen to music that is made for adults. All right. So uh, it appears I've met my match with the Chinese government here. Yeah. Oh, we taped over it? We're going to Plan B. Yeah. So, Plan B. Uh, I'm, I'm sure in China they have uh, party stores just like we do here in the United States. Go I, don't down. Know, I don't know if they party in China. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Chinese New Year? It's uh, the biggest party in the world. Yeah, you're right. So you got you me there. Go down to your local party store. Go into the, the costume section. They probably have a little rack there of uh, gag mustaches. Pick up a few of those and uh, keep, them, keep them in your room. When the set an alarm on, on your phone, when the clock strikes 10 p.m., there you go. Uh-oh, no one gaming here but a full-grown adult. Hey, that's not a child. That's Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> Let him game. <laughs> Anyways, here's some information about this initiative called Midnight Patrol and the tech that they're using to ban kids from gaming at night straight from the Tencent blog. And this is converted from Chinese to English, uh, but it, it did a pretty good job. Yeah. This is directly from Tencent China. Minors must be very familiar with the curfew time of Tencent games. However, some children will use wrong tricks to play games secretly at night as adults. Now, in order to let the children sleep well, we are making extra moves. Starting at midnight today, Tencent Games officially launched the Zero Cruise function. For accounts that have been played at night for more than a certain period of time and whose real names are adults, we will conduct a key face screening. Anyone who refuses or fails face verification will be treated as a minor, included in the anti-addiction supervision of Tencent's game health system, and kicked off the line. At present, this feature has been launched in more than 60 products, such as Glory of the King and Peace Elite, and will gradually cover other game products in the future. Adults who have been kicked off the assembly line by mistakenly rejecting face recognition can wait for the next face verification. So there you go. It's uh, You can't just tape it shut. All right. So go get your gag mustache. Yeah. Clearly that's an adult. Or uh, you just get a picture, go into your living room, get a picture of Grandpa, 
And uh, it's me. Just uh, you know, play play the game at a slight angle, but have have the Let's put a mirror on it. Have the photo mirror of, on of the grandpa yeah. up here. Yeah, boom. They'll find Done. a way around it. Anyways, the post continues. In another key link of Tencent's game protection system for minors, the Growth Guard platform, some children stole their parents' mobile phones to modify the guard plan. Therefore, we newly launched the Guardian Lock function. After the Guardian Lock is turned on by the parent, every time the Guardian scheme is set and modified, the face recognition verification is required first to verify whether it is the parent himself and prevent the child from bypassing the parent's private modification. Well, the cruise is about to begin. Children, put your phone away and go to sleep. So, yeah, I, I mean, like we said, addiction, bad. But also, there are absolutely massive privacy concerns here. And trusting a, a company who is deploying software at the behest of the Chinese government seems a bit overkill and unsettling. Well, do you want to play games or not? How bad do you want to play this yeah. game? And that's especially considering how much facial recognition tech is already used in China uh, everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you're offering up scans of your face to play games until a certain hour. And then it's like, by the way, we're going to use these scans as facial recognition throughout the rest of your life yeah, to track uh, and monitor you. Kind of inescapable, I guess. That time you went for a jog and pooped in the morning, someone stepped in that, and now your social ranking has yeah. gone down. It, when China outlawed video games, uh, they probably deep, deeply considered the, the fact that uh, this could lead the youth of China down the same path as the youth of Japan. A path where uh, no one's having kids, no mm -hmm. one's having sex, just a bunch of old people with no one to take care of them. So if you're, if you're letting the, the people of China have their video games and their anime, you got to be very careful. you got to have rules in place or things get way out of hand. That's why they uh, added uh, an extra child to the, the queue of people, yeah. kids you can have. Hey, bonus child. Yeah. Hey, everyone that still you know, have, wants to have kids, guess what? You can have one now because yeah. your kids aren't going to have kids. There's too much going on. But yeah. I just find it rich, you know, that China's putting the stop uh, on purpose to people consuming media uh, when TikTok, they got Americans on the hook. We're just being dragged along by TikTok. They got every like once in a three hours, it'll be like, hey, maybe you should probably stop scrolling and go to bed. Well, you know, but they is, know what they're doing. There's some historic precedent to that. They uh, China learned from the best when it comes to uh, supplying a foreign adversarial country with a uh, addictive sort of almost opiate like uh <laughs> you know product mm -hmm. that would uh you know capture the minds and bodies of the target audience so um don't blame china blame the real enemy great britain i will say tiktok made me realize that i i, I am on my phone too much so i have for the past literally over a week now i will put my phone down, like face down, and that turns off like notifications and everything yeah. like that. And I will make myself go to sleep. And it was very hard like the first couple of nights. But now I'm I'm going to sleep like a normal person. And it's it's weird and refreshing. Yeah, the phone in bed is bad, but I still do it. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard habit to break. With videos is one thing. The way I, my trick for like how to, how to stay on the phone and fall asleep at a decent hour is to just go on Reddit and read text threads. Like, find the most yeah, boring yeah, yeah. Ask Reddit thread I can find and just start scrolling until I'm, like, literally no longer able to absorb information. Yeah. And then I fly asleep like a fucking baby. Yeah, that's, yeah. TikTok is, like, you never know what's coming up next. It's yeah. literally a slot machine. Like, hey, the next one could be uh, someone uh, teaching you how to fill in holes that are punched into a wall when you hit the hammer wrong. Or it could be a girl admitting that she has a piss fetish. 
Yeah. You never know what you're going to get on TikTok. It's a, it's, a, it's a loot box that comes straight out of your phone for free. Yeah. Anyway, China is not the only country aiming to curb excessive gaming. Speaking of Japan, certain areas in Japan have introduced similar measures for anyone under the age of 20, though they haven't gone very far in terms of enforcement, and are already being sued by a minor who argued that it should be up to families to decide and enforce time spent gaming. Uh, from the New York Times, Wataru, a 17-year-old high school student in Japan, has enlisted the help of one of the country's premier lawyers to sue the government. If everything goes according to plan, he could become one of the very few people in Japan to have won a constitutional challenge to the nation's laws. In April, Kagawa became the first jurisdiction in Japan to enact regulations intended to address addiction to video gaming by asking parents to set time limits, no more than 60 minutes on school nights, and an hour and a half on weekends. Wataru's case uh, first made the press in June of last year, and there haven't been any updates recently. Uh, they have bigger concerns, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but also, for the time being, it seems like Japan isn't really enforcing it and are simply relying on social pressure to enforce it. Uh, also, like with this, they're just going to wait it out and be like, well, look, he's almost 20. He's going to give up this lawsuit when he's 20. He can game all he wants. They have a very shame-based culture there. So all they yeah, have so to social do pressure is say, is like, like, hey, stop playing that video game. Loser. Yeah. You're a bad parent if you let your kids play games. They're like, oh, my God, am I a bad parent? Shame. What are but, people going to uh, think? With Tencent developing this tech and deploying it in a massive, what appears to be, test, in China, it's really not that crazy to think that other governments would ask to deploy this or similar software in the near future in order to stop their kids from spending all night playing Clash of Clans or whatever and racking up the family credit card with coins and elixirs. You're driving me and your mom into the poorhouse. There goes your... Look, I'm sure this has happened where like a kid has spent enough on fucking mobile games where they're like, look, that was your college savings fund. You're going to have to become a pro gamer now. Yeah. That's the only way out. In, in America, the only country where you have to pay for that shit. True. But they, look, they're coming for your damn games. Be aware. Yeah. No more Fortnite after 10 p.m., at least in China so far. You can pry my Fortnite from my tiny child-shaped hands. <laughs> yes. Anyway, while we're over on that side of the planet, Asia, looks like we got another update on the completely doomed 2020 or 2021, whatever, yeah. current year Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Because everyone involved in the event has absolutely been watching the Delta variant just spread. Their local vaccine numbers are not meeting expectations. And uh, they probably don't want to be viewed as the epicenter of a new breakout as people and athletes from all over the world descend into their towns, attend massive events, and then leave to head back to their own countries. Yeah, well, it's but, like it's, it's, it's Florida on an even bigger scale. Yeah, uh, potentially bringing the virus with them. Yeah. And, you know, we got the Delta variant, but the new variant just dropped today. It's like... Lambda. The Lambda. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, another fucking variant? Watch out for the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant. Yeah. Especially if you're in the moon bounce. I'm excited for the, the Sigma variant. Because the Sigma variant... <laughs> It knows that if, if it wanted to, it could be the alpha variant, but it chooses not to be the alpha variant. It's the sigma variant. It could be spreading the disease all over the place, but it chooses not to. The sigma variant. I'm waiting for the ligma variant. The ligma variant. It's the worst one of all. Hey, anyway. you hear about the new ligma variant? Ligma variant. Oh, uh, anyways, back yeah, to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, it's been fucking two years, and we're still... The same problem is still presenting itself. Yeah. Also, it's going to be a logistical nightmare to constantly verify who's been vaccinated and who hasn't, in addition to how they should even enforce, like, a mandatory proof of vaccine initiative. 
at this massive global event. It's different yeah. by depending on the country. And, and it's a month away. This is yeah. There's been no like real contingency plan. It feels like. Uh, so yeah, they've made the decision to just ban everyone except for the athletes from attending the Olympics in most cases. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo and the immediate surrounding areas. No specters, spectators. Uh, some, no ghosts either. Yeah, no. <laughs> better not be any specters. We got enough problems out of this. <laughs> uh, some venues in the outer regions can do half capacity, but that might change between now and the start of the games as well. Yeah. Uh, this is probably a good decision as far as health concerns go, but uh, won't someone think of the economy? This I mean, COVID is ravaging my economy. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Japan, they're about to fucking just devour. Just, just take a a mouthful of massive financial loss on these goddamn Olympics, which hopefully is a lesson to everyone else who always gets so excited about hosting the damn Olympics and then immediately regrets it after it's done. Like, <laughs> we are, I don't we are know, next in line. Los Angeles! The, although, although our whole pitch for it was that we're not spending that much money on it, which is looks to be kind of true. The only thing they're spending money on is a addition to the subway system that should have been done 30 fucking years that's, ago. So that's the good things <laughs> that, that are happening because of our Olympics is that they are uh, rushing... Uh, transportation projects that should have been done 20 to 30 years ago, yeah. like the SkyTrain at the airport. Yeah, and the LA Olympics, they're not building any new athletic facilities because we already have more than enough. So that's on the good side. But yeah, every time, you know, Brazil, it's just like they spent fucking billions of dollars building entire cities that they just have to like tear down afterwards. And this is a pattern you see every Olympics going back like decades. They're just like, all right, well, hmm, was that worth all the money we spent? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, historically, the Olympics, they're a massive financial burden for any city that hosts them. But at least you get those sweet tourism dollars from the hundreds of thousands of attendees who fly in and spend money and stay in the hotels and so on. Yeah, that's what you hope for. Unless there's a pandemic. Yeah. So Japan has decided less than a month from the start of the games, which I'm sure that there's a lot of people who have booked tickets and hotels and all that shit. Uh, probably pretty upset by this. But look. Uh, less than a month from the games, they're like, nope, no fans, go away. Again, probably the right decision. Great for public health. And no ghosts either. Uh, <laughs> but that really uh, sucks for them, and it's especially bad for the citizens who have been literally begging their government for months to just cancel the Olympics. They're not happy about it. Uh, as we previously reported on this show, based on recent polls, around 80% of the local population wanted to fully cancel or at least po postpone these games. This has to be one of the biggest examples of the sunk cost fallacy in recent years. Yeah. It is wild. Like, listen, we're a billion dollars in here. Uh, we got to do it. Yeah. Are we going to have banned that woman with her marijuana usage for nothing? We got to do it. Anyways, yeah, no fans in the stands. Uh, definitely going to be awkward for the competitors. Uh, also sucks for them. They train their entire lives for this, and no one's cheering for them. Yeah. And it also sucks for people watching at home. Unless NBC pumps in that fake crowd noise like they've done with other sports. Yeah. And like, yeah, just do some CGI fans. Just, uh, you know. It's just all those Toyota robots just dancing. License the, the crowd uh, graphics from uh, the upcoming uh, hit film Space Jam. Oh, we'll get and, to it. And uh, just use, use those crowd graphics. It's like, hey, is that, is that the guy from A Clockwork Orange? Hey, hey it's Iron Giant. It's all the <laughs> Warner Brothers IP in the crowd there. You can yeah. barely see them, but they're there. Mm-hmm. It's Harry Potter. They're playing Quidditch. <laughs> oh, what a disgrace wow. to the Olympics. Wow. Uh, anyways, we've got more news for you coming right up, including an analysis that of a, uh, about. a certain movie that we may have 
just mentioned seconds ago. Yeah. That looks completely doomed based on what we've seen. But first, a word from today's sponsor, Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. Uh, we've used it for a very long time to keep tabs on our credit reports. Uh, it's very easy. And now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between July 1st and July 23rd, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, back into the news now with the difficult and upsetting reality that we predicted as soon as we first laid eyes on this trailer. Space Jam 2 is going to be terrible. It, it's, it's, it's on track to be some real dog shit. Yeah. Who could have predicted this? If we're wrong about this, we are so wrong because well, I cannot... This is a movie for children. Uh, yeah, I know. But the people who demanded its existence are, were millennials because mm -hmm. millennials have not been able to properly let go of their childhoods. And this is the result. I hope we all learn something from this because, mm -hmm. yeah, when a new Space Jam movie was announced, it was like, all right, whatever, makes sense. I mean, we're well within 1990s as the territory for rebooting things and making sequels out of them. If anyone can fill Michael Jordan's shoes, LeBron James is pretty close. Yeah. Uh, plus, the movie's not really for anyone who was a fan of the original. It's for a, a new generation of children, and it's familiar enough to their parents to get them, you know, a little bit of nostalgia from it as well. Millennials, uh, a lot of them, not us, a lot of them have children. Yeah, that's and the they'll whole be like, thing. "Oh yeah, we'll go see Space Jam. I saw Space Jam when I was a kid." Yeah. I don't want to like make anyone really upset right now, but I do want to let you know that Space Jam came out almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So this is like them it, it's like when they made the Beverly Hillbillies movie in the 90s. It's like, "Hey, son, you want to go see that Beverly Hillbillies movie? I remember watching this on the TV." Yeah, no, it's literally it's uh it's parents who are like, "Damn, I got to take my theaters are open. I got to take my Stupid kid to the movies again. Let's see what's planned. Pull out the news. Not pulling up the newspaper, but <laughs> get, get on the movie you know, phone. Call a movie phone and see what's uh, see what's down at the local multiplex. <laughs> All right, some fucking but, Boss Baby. What the fuck is Boss Baby? Uh, the the Crudes. I don't know what any of this is. Oh, Space Jam. Yeah, what? I'll go see a Space new Jam. Space Jam. Hey, son, you can't even use the toilet properly. We're going to see the movie Space Jam. You're, You're gonna, gonna love it. You're gonna, You're gonna love, love it. it. Just by the way, though, yeah, like, not the. We are as far from Space Jam, the original, as Space Jam was from the 1960s. Just to give you a, a, a perception here of how much time has passed. I don't like that one bit. No. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, look. Space Jam, how could they screw up a movie that has Looney Tunes characters in basketball? It's uh, Peas and carrots. You know, it sells itself. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the case. Everyone then got weirdly upset about Warner. God, I forgot about this fucking shit. Uh, they 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 nerfed Lola Bunny's monster 
bazookas. <laughs> and, her, and her big fat ass. They made that cartoon rabbit less sexy. I don't want to, I don't even want to fuck her anymore. <laughs> Damn you, Warner Brothers. How am I supposed to get an erection at the movie theater? <laughs> it's nothing sacred. <laughs> <laughs> how am I supposed to get a boner at the movie theater when I take my son to go see Space Jam? How is my son supposed to have a sexual awakening to a cartoon character? (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, God. That was a thing that happened. Feels like ages ago, but yeah, they they did make her way less hot. Yeah. And a lot of people were very upset. Um, But that wasn't even entirely true. That was was another thing where, like, that was a a Bernstein Bears thing where everyone was remembering Lola Bunny being hotter than she ever actually was because they were remembering, uh, like, kind of, verging on rule 34 like fan art of lola bunny yeah uh that made her you know way more stacked that fan art was as enhanced as the new lola bunny is dehanced yeah yeah uh anyway that was a dumb dumb reason to hate this movie and was mostly just a bunch of people horny for a cartoon character self-reporting like crazy (laughs) really telling on themselves bonk for us, though, uh, the first trailer was what made us completely uninterested because it just looked like a nonsensical CGI explosion that resembled Ready Player One far more than the first Space Jam movie. Uh, just like Ready Player One, a bunch of Warner Brothers intellectual property just seemed to be smashed into scenes for no reason. Like the Droogs from A Clockwork Orange. What? Hey, kids, it's your favorite intellectual property. A Clockwork, Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, based on the seminal novel by Anthony Burgess. It's about a group of young men in a dystopian, futuristic London who uh, go around uh, raping and murdering. Yes. It's your favorite, right? We put them right there in the front row behind Granny. (laughs) Again, uh, this movie, not for us, but uh, as the release date crept closer and the fact that it would be, you know, available for free on HBO Max the day it was released in theaters. I mean, I gotta be honest, my curiosity flared up a little bit again. Like, look, Whatever, it's Space Jam, it's coming out, I can watch it on HBO. Sure. How bad could it really be? Well, in a recently released promotional clip, we found the answer to that question. Now, we can't show you this promo clip, despite it clearly being promotional material. We've been over that. So you are going to have to follow the links down below and watch it for yourself. But be warned, it contains an 86-year-old pig with a speech impediment rapping. Yes, this is ableist in some way. (laughs) I'm sure that... I feel like this is ableist. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I'm sure people are dragging this on Twitter. No, I mean, not not for that. Dragging it because it looks like shit. Well, and the Lola Bonnie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So in this scene, Porky Pig, or as a Beats headphone-wearing Daffy Duck calls him, the notorious P.I.G., he hits the stage in front of a crowd that includes Don Cheadle to battle rap. Yeah. You Really, you just got to watch it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll love it. Maybe we're the ones who are out of touch. The people in the comments of the video seem to have possibly... Ironically, maybe, enjoyed it. Uh, some highlights from that comment section include, Drake has been real quiet since Porky dropped this big. <laughs> 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 and I'm both repulsed and impressed. And they made those gangster Looney Tunes shirts into a movie. <laughs> I you forgot about those? those fucking shirts. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this is like, yeah. if this is That was actually, a weird uh, trend in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was just like, Looney Tunes. Taz with saggy pants? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. A Tweety Bird with like an oversized baseball cap and like yeah. both of them being like back to back. It was so a trope. If, if this was a reference to that, then brilliant. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Uh, here's another one. Note: Porky died on the way back to his home planet. That's <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't, look, we could be wrong. Maybe a dope song is all it takes to convince people to do something like go see a movie, or or a dope song is all it takes to make people go. Get vaccinated. Yeah. How about that? 
Yeah, good news on that front because hit 90s rapper, another another reboot from the 90s, Juvenile, who is not a juvenile anymore. No, he is a grown man. China has verified it. <laughs> That's clearly a man. Why does he call himself Juvenile when he's clearly an adult male? He's breaking our algorithm. Uh, he is back for a sequel or a reboot of his own, dedicated entirely to getting more people vaccinated so that they can fuck. Yes, you heard right. Juvenile has retooled his hit song from the late 90s, Back That Ass Up, into an anthem for people who are vaccine hesitant called Vax That Thing. Clearly going with the somewhat censored version of the song, although it doesn't hold back, even in this one. It's pretty graphic. I mean, they don't swear, but it's it's, uh, descriptive. They need to release the explicit cut, the Vax That Ass Up. Yeah. Uh, and this is in partnership with BLK, which is described as, quote, the largest dating app made for black singles. Uh, here's some more information about this surprise collaboration. BLK has partnered with rap legends Juvenile, Manny Fresh, and the mother of Southern gangster rap, Mia X, turning the iconic rap classic Back That Thang Up into the new vaccine anthem, Vax That Thang Up. The message is clear. Dating is better in all the ways once you're vaccinated. Black adults under the age of 40 are the most likely group to avoid the COVID-19 vaccination, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Distrust of doctors and government, less access to vaccination centers, and online misinformation each play a role. We hope this video is both entertaining and actionable. And uh, we've, we've mentioned it before, but like of all of the reasons for anyone in America to be hesitant about getting a vaccine. Black people have the longest list of valid reasons. Yes. Because the U.S. government did literally trick them into being injected with, uh, was it syphilis? Yeah, was it Tuskegee? It was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the U.S. government literally did conduct secret experiments on. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's it's diabolical. It's, it's fucked it, up. It's, it's comical evil, how it's evil. It's comically evil. But yes. yeah, they they tricked black people into uh, being injected with diseases under the pretense that they were uh, vaccinating them or doing some sort of test on them that was totally a okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, understandable, but still not great. When the diseases, so this uh, is actually is, is a very good thing. Yeah. Um, they also add the quote, This track marks the first time in music history that artists from Cash Money Records and No Limit Records have collaborated in any official capacity. Wow. Yes. The feud has finally been broken. And for, it all took and for what a great reason. reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, it's obviously a cheesy song, but there was some real effort made here. The lyrics are not, I don't mean they're cheesy, but the lyrics are essentially saying everyone can start fucking when everyone's vaccinated, which yeah. is... Yeah, I, I appreciate they that. They call out the hot ladies. They call out the hot fellas. Yeah. And some guy named Scott who is yeah. getting a lot of ass. Some guy, Mia X, name drops some dude named Scott who apparently all the ladies are after. Yeah. And uh, But you can't can't get on Scott without that, without that shot. Yeah. And, and, and don't get it in your ass like the song implies. Yeah. It's in your arm. Oh, you also get to see Juvenile like throwing out vaccine cards. Yeah. Like the dollar bills. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Spare no expense. This is one that you just have to see for yourself. Um, that, I'd say this is the better of the two rap videos, <laughs> the two uh, satirical yeah. rap videos yeah. of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, all links are in the description, but uh, since we're now on the topic of the vaccine, the Joe Biden administration has come up with yet another brilliant plan to convince the holdouts to just get that damn vaccine. Um, but uh, we're extremely hesitant about this one. Probably not going to work. Might even blow up in their face. So the idea here is to just send people door to door to pressure people into getting it. Seems like a bad idea. Hey there. Hi. We're with the uh, we're with the federal government. Um, so we have uh, we heard you guys might not have gotten the vaccine, and um, well, 
we didn't like hearing that. So, uh... Not even, like, even if it was just, you didn't know, like, it was just some random person. It's like, unexpected guests. Yeah. In this, like, not fun. Not fun to have an unexpected guest. It's almost always bad news. This is like, you know, during the whole Obama administration. They're going to send people door to door to confiscate our guns. This is... <laughs> this is like like that. Like it's just not gonna. It's, it's just like, not gonna go over well. In theory, in a perfect society, I guess. Well, in a perfect society, everyone would get the fucking vaccine, or we would have all stayed inside, and the yeah. the virus would have killed itself. Uh, uh, but this would be like, yeah, you know, it, it, maybe people have heard some misinformation and hearing it from someone who's vaccinated and you know tells the benefits. Maybe that would be good. But I don't know. I've lived in this country for. Uh, the better part of three decades now. And uh, I, I just, you know, it might be asking for trouble because this is America. And we don't even have to say why this is a bad idea because you're already thinking it. You fill in the blanks. The vaccine, it's already widely available here. And in a majority of locations, you can travel really close, if not just a few miles. Then you can just walk in and you can get it. It's, it's very easy to get in this country. Anyone who's still holding out isn't, necessarily someone who just needs convincing. Mm, yeah, they're probably not getting that vax. Uh, and it's probably someone that's going to be pretty combative yeah. at the idea that you're coming to... They are not going to be open-minded about this. Because immediately, this is going... Uh, probably has been twisted to... Uh, volunteers are going to come by and tell you that, look, if you're not vaccinated, you should probably get it. It really helps us all out. Twist it into... They are coming by with needles to force you to get the vaccine. Yeah, it's like, you know, the mafia showing up at your business being like, so, uh... Be a real shame. Be a happy. real shame if uh, all the members of this house... Is that your kid over there? Be a real shame if you, your wife, your sweet little boy all came down with a bad case. <laughs> a completely preventable illness. Preventable case of the Delta variant of COVID. And, ooh, ooh I don't know if you've heard about the Delta variant, but it's... Uh, Real bad variant. So, I just so happen to have a case here with the. You know, there are ways. The antidote. To make sure that, just call it the antidote. Yeah. For the rest of the people. I mean, like, look, this yeah. is the antidote. Yeah. Just, we, we need a better branding for the rest of the people. Yeah. It's fun juice. You can go do fun things afterwards. I, I really think that the only thing that's going to work, and look, this isn't exactly the ideal plan, but the, the thing that's going to be able to work is making it harder for people who are unvaccinated to do fun shit, like go to concerts and events and all that yeah. kind of shit. But yeah. it's also, that is just not going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is this door-to-door -door thing, apparently something that uh, the Biden administration is willing to do in an attempt to get more people vaccinated. When speaking about the initiative, President Biden uh, said the following, we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door-to-door, -door, literally knocking on doors, to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Oh, yeah. That's a weird statement. That's what Biden said. Anyways, the yeah. The man has trouble forming sentences. We, yes. You, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're aware of this. Uh, uh, that's actually pretty ableist. He has, uh, he has a, a stutter. Yeah, stutter. So, um, well, if fucking pick, Porky Pig can go out there and drop yeah. bombs. If Porky Pig can just... Like, that's spit, all, folks. Drop some lights. Biden can do a better job. Explaining how this is going to work. He just, like Porky Pig, he has to use his stutter to get into that zone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he literally, Porky Pig goes like, 
And then he, he loses the stutter. It's insane. It's actually very inspirational. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, of course, Biden's statement there was met with immediate backlash from all the usual suspects. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, of course, likened it to Nazis. She said she was going to stop doing that thing where she compares things, everything to Nazis. Um, but it's the only card she, she has the poll. Yeah, it's her favorite thing. So mm-hmm. she's doing it again. Um, but uh, with just a base idea of how Americans like react to volunteers showing up at the doorstep, this is not going to go over well. People don't like it. We literally just went through this last year with the 2020 census workers who were simply just going door to door for the United States census, gathering information that literally helps their communities. Every, even those volunteers were met with backlash, anger, the occasional baseball bat. Apparently, one man decided to prove his gender by whipping it out. That kind of thing. Yeah. I worked the census, the 2010 one, and uh, it was never that bad, but people were definitely hostile. It was not a fun job. Um, you want a shot? I'll give you a shot. Yeah. That's how it's going <laughs> to fucking go. Yeah. Dude, imagine being a volunteer for this uh, vaccine door-to-door thing in, like, Mississippi. Get some fucking body armor. Yeah, yeah. I went to all the doors. All the pamphlets are gone. Yeah. You just dump them in the trash? Yeah. Yeah, I did it. So, yeah, while we're all four people getting the vaccine so we can continue getting back to normal, this seems like a very bad idea that they shouldn't pursue. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. Um, it seems like the percentages all kind of line up with the political parties. It really does. Like the, the amount of people that have been vaccinated versus not. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're leaning more towards more towards both sides getting it. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, no, there's there's parts of the, the deep red parts of the country. It, like the vaccination rate is like 30 percent. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrible. I was on YouTube today. I just clicked on some random local news videos about some woman who she'd been against the vaccine and then died from the Delta variant. And it was like very sad. It was like uh, members of her family being like, oh, God, like you can get the vaccine like she we, we fucked up. Uh, horrible story. The entire comment section, just people like, I don't think so. Nice try, mainstream media. Hmm. Yeah, this story isn't motivated at all by ulterior motives. Just like every single comment was someone being like, uh-uh-uh, not going to get tricked by this story. Yeah. They're whipping out the propaganda again. It was like, yeah, we're fucked. We're fucked. It's, uh, li- we're waiting for the Ligma variant. Yeah, everything Ligma goes, variant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to be embarrassed by licking someone's balls. I guess I'll finally get the vaccine. Yeah. Anyways, uh, look, if, if capitalism is any gauge on uh, what we can expect in the next couple of months, we're not going to shut back down. There, no, it, we're never not shutting down again. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. You just have to worry about, Dying. as as I do frequently, my family yeah. being stubborn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have the vaccine, it's a very, very unlikely chance that you are going to get violently ill, hospitalized, or die. Yeah, it's all, just all these the places statistics where are it's there. surging again. It's like 99.9% of the people who are dying are unvaccinated. Yes. Like the vaccine demonstrably helps, even if you do get infected. Mm-hmm. Like we, there's been more than enough time to see how this works in action. And it's just like, don't also, get vaccinated, fine, but that's your life. Buddy. Also, the, they announced that they're uh, going further with the uh, yeah, they're mRNA, making a new, the flu. A new, the flu. Oh, yeah. And there's also... Uh, they're doing a booster for Pfizer's, Delta. Pfizer's got a, a Delta booster. They said that the all... A uh, little DLC for your... Uh... Yeah, the DLCs is dropping. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently it's 85% effective on the Delta and, yeah. and obviously very effective against hospitalization and death. But uh, you know what? Get the DLC. 
the the flu shot though, they're coming out with an mRNA flu shot, yeah. which is supposed to be way more effective. Because good traditionally the flu shot, like flu shot compared to the like, like eh. COVID vaccine, not very effective. It's like 50-50. Yeah, because they pick just one strain that they think yeah. is the most likely strain to be the main one. So yeah. better than nothing. But yeah, mRNA, huge deal. Yeah, it's a scientific breakthrough that people should be like freaking out about. It's like yeah. as big as I said last time, like as big as like us landing on the moon or like putting a computer in your pocket, yeah. like mRNA development for uh, healthcare it's is huge. literally the next biggest thing in the world. It's huge. Yes. So look, if juvenile can't convince you, I don't know who will. Yeah. So there you go. That's it for this week's episode of News Dump. We'll see you soon Damn, for, a long uh, one. for weekly weird news. And uh, please watch our most recent videos over here. Trump's suing every goddamn social media platform. So check hide your wife, hide your kids. Check check that out and uh, check out another episode over here. And we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye.